for a few moments, very, very familiar verse of scripture. If you are a believer, you definitely know this passage of scripture. The New Testament book of Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 9 and 10. Romans, the 10th chapter, verse 9 and 10. From the King James Version, reads on this wise, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation Amen. The grass wither, the flower fade away, but the word of the Lord shall stand forever. Amen. Amen. For a few moments, with the help of the good Lord and the aid of the Holy Spirit, I want to speak from the subject, there's nothing like a Christian, part two, or there's nobody like a Christian, part two. Thank you, ushers, you may be seated. In the presence of the Lord. Amen. For every believer, every born again Christian, after your conversion, after you have confessed Christ, one of the things that you have been taught, one of the things that you were uh, given as instructions, we go through the ABCs of. Christian life, you have been brought to the book of Romans chapter 10, uh -huh. verse 9 and 10. Amen. Uh, in order for you to understand what it is, we, 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 we bring you here that if you confess with your mouth, yes, sir. the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, yeah. thou shalt be saved. That, that's the whole of the matter that, that, that you, you have to uh, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. Amen. Uh, and and we, we see the reason why we tell you that because verse 10 says, For with the heart man believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now, there's a lot of scriptures that we can go through that talks about this, but this morning, I just want to deal with a couple of things about reason why there's nobody like a Christian. You see, a person may go to heaven without having ever seen the pounding Niagara Falls. You may go to heaven without ever seeing the beautiful Grand Canyon or uh, the amazing Mammoth Cave. Or you, you can go to heaven without ever owning an exclusive Rolls Royce. You may go to heaven without ever having an elaborate modern home or an expensive diamond ring. 
person can actually go to heaven without ever visiting the giant pyramids of Egypt or, or even going to the Papal Square of Rome or the well-known, well, she's gone now, the Queen of e uh, England. You, you, you could uh, even go to heaven, believe it or not, without ever having walked upon the sandy shores of Hawaii. You, you can go to heaven, my brothers and sisters, even without ever having enjoyed an overflowing bank account. You don't have to have a stylish wardrobe or, or even have uh, a walk across the beauty of a snow-capped mountain or ever have attended an institution of higher learning. You don't ever have to go to a big league game or have to attend a presidential inauguration in order to go to heaven. You don't have to have written a best-selling book or marshal the army or traveled into outer space in order to get to heaven. Right. I'm trying to help somebody here. Right. Right. You didn't have to listen to the music of Bach or, or you didn't have to uh, go to the beach. You don't have to direct an orchestra. You don't have to march in a parade. You didn't even have to walk on the face of the moon in order to go to heaven. Yeah. You, you don't have to uh, have ever touched the history of the Liberty Bell or smell the fragrance of a rose. But a person can never, and I say that again, right. you can never go to heaven without repenting of your sin. You can never go to heaven without receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. As it was with the children of Israel, when they were being delivered from the horrible bondage in Egypt, so it is with sinners. If they're going to be delivered from the bondage of sin and the bondage to Satan. Uh -huh. It is of supreme importance to notice that God did not say, when I see your good intentions. Yeah, right. He didn't say, when I see your modest appearance. He didn't say, when I see your charming influence. He did not say, when I see your honest considerations he did not see when I see when I uh, see your earnest prayers when I see your controlled appetite he didn't say when I even see your kind action that he would pass over them and not bring the judgment on death nor did God say when I see your noble efforts your dedicated devotions your sacrificial giving your inspired singing your careful judgment your unselfish commitments or your excellent morals that he would deliver them from their adverse circumstances. Uh -huh. well, well. God didn't say that. Well. Nor did God say, when I see your extreme fasting, your musical talent, your anointed ministry, your zealous work, your high standard, your sorrowful tears, nor did he say, when I see your personal conduct, he would pass over them. Furthermore, it is of great value, my brothers and sisters, to understand that God did not say, when I see your consecrated purpose, your glowing testimony, your forgiving spirit, your quality character, your generous gift, your faithful service, as a matter of fact, God did not even say, when I see your strong faith, that he would save them from destruction. Although, all of these are very good and should be the characteristics within the Christian's personal life. But God 
said. This is what I get happy right here. He says, when I see the blood. Y'all missed that. He says, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. I'm talking about, y'all remember the story in Exodus. He says, when I see the blood, you remember he sent the death angel to Egypt. And he says, I'm sending a death angel to take out. Uh, uh, the, 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 to bring about man's destruction so I want you to put blood over the doorpost he said and when I see the blood I'm going to pass over I see the blood of Jesus Christ must be applied to our lives and this is done through accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior of your life can I feel good this morning what can wash away our sins, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can lift us out of the gutter? What can redeem our eternal soul? What can cleanse us from all corruption? What can free us from Satan's bondage? What can make us whole again? What can give us everlasting life? Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. What the complicated philosophies of man can never do what the detailed accomplishments of man can never do, what the depth of knowledge man can never do, what modern marvel of medicine can never do, what the uh, most sincere of man's effort can never do, the blood of Jesus can. So the moment of salvation, my brothers and sisters, is perhaps the greatest moment one will ever experience in this present life. For many things happen then that can or never uh, will happen at any other moment. And I like this, my brothers and sisters, because we don't talk about our salvation moment enough. It is at that moment that causes heaven to rejoice and angels to sing. It is a moment that holds the value of eternity within it. No other experience, no matter how exciting, how thrilling, how marvelous, how enlightening, how wonderful, how enriching, nor how blessed it can be, can equal that of becoming saved. And sometimes we put that on a back burner, but there is nothing else in life that causes heaven to rejoice and angels to sing. Uh Are y'all praying with me? Uh, never is so much accomplished in so short a time as when a person bowed before God, confess his or her sin, and receive Jesus Christ as his Savior. You see, because, let me explain to you what happens when a person gets saved. When a person gets saved, a complete transformation occurs. When a person gets saved, a total change of direction happens. When a person gets saved, an absolute turnabout becomes inevitable. When a person gets saved, a thorough reformation begins. When a person gets saved, my brothers and sisters, an unexplainable transaction develops. When a person gets saved, an adjustment of goals and purposes transpires. And when a person can say a lifeless soul instantaneously is quickened and is infused with eternal life simply because the decision of decision was made. In an instant, everything changes in an instant because a person got saved. And that ought to make us rejoicing here today, my brothers and sisters. 
Because it's at this very precise moment that God does a tremendous work within our lives, our minds, our souls, and our heart. It's a work that nobody else or nothing else can ever perform. It is when he replaces our burdens with blessings. He, he replaces our shame with sunshine. He replaces our loneliness with love. He replaces our guilt with glory. He replaces our filth with freshness. He replaces our sorrow with joy. He replaces our perplexities with peace that passes all understanding. I wish I had some help in here. Maybe you're not excited about your salvation, but when I think about what could have been and what actually is, I get excited that I'm saved. That's why there's nothing and nobody like a Christian. Let me get happy up in here. It seems a little morbid in here today. I don't know what's going on, but I'm trying to get you where you need to be because I'm talking about your salvation and how everything changed in a matter of a snap of a finger when you decided to say, I'm giving my life to Christ. I'm giving myself away. I'm letting Jesus be the Lord of my life. See, this is what happens when we repent of our sin. He replaces our torment with his triumph. He, he replaces our foolishness with his wisdom. He replaces our cares with his confidence. He replaces our weakness with his strength. And he replaces our hurts with his healing. And he replaces our heartaches with hallelujahs. I, I don't know about you, my brothers and sisters. I, I'm so glad that uh, when, when, I, when I got saved, that's more than my tongue can utter. The Bible says if I had 10,000 tongues, I couldn't tell at all. I couldn't praise him enough. And see, because he replaces my discord with harmony, he replaces my losses with victory, he replaces my darkness with life, he replaces my rags with robes, he replaces my poison with purity, he replaces my rocks with roses, he replaces my misery with miracles. As a matter of fact, he replaces all that I had with all that he has because he exchanged everything in an instant. See, as sinners, we have been robbed, stripped, and wounded. But God, in his mercy and grace, enriched, closed, and healed us. We have been contaminated, disgraced, condemned. But God, in only a way that God could cleanse, enhance, and forgave us. We have been hated, abused, burdened. But God, simply because he heard and saw us, repented, loved, comforted, and blessed us. We have been scorned, deceived, and oppressed. But God, through his great love for us, he cherished, enlightened, and delivered us. We have been suffering, shackled, and slain by Satan and sin. But God, glorious, liberated us, relieved us, and sanctified us. We have been weakened, depressed, and stunned. But God saw your great need, my brothers and sisters, and he strengthened, encouraged, and revived you. The reason why you ain't gave it up, the reason why you ain't killed yourself, is because God said, I got something else for you. The reason why you keep going on when you really want to quit, the reason why you keep coming to the house of prayer, because you say, soon and better is soon. Something is going to change. I'm going to keep trying, God, because I believe that something is going to change in my life. I wish I had about three people I'll make four that said that Satan kicked me down, but God lifted me up. Satan had me bind with sin, but God released me. Satan tried to destroy me, but God remolded me. Satan tried to ruin me, but God gave me new hope. Satan tried 
instrument of Satan to be used at his discretion. I wish I had some help up in here this morning. Because we've been changed in an instant. My brothers and sisters, the Bible teaches us that if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth salvation is made unto confession. Well, I'm out of here today, my brothers and sisters, but I gotta let you know what had happened to you now that you have believed in the Lord. Do I have a witness? Because you believe in the Lord, um, it let us know to be forgiven by God also means that you've been delivered from the chains and the shackles that had you bound. Am I right about it? Uh, because uh, you are a Christian, that means that you are a joint heir with Christ. And uh, because you are a Christian, uh, it means that you are a new creature in Christ, and all things have become new. Am I right about it? Uh, because you are a Christian, uh, you can now enjoy the blessings of the Lord uh, without any reservation. Am I right about it? Uh, and because I am a Christian, I can have joy, unspeakable joy that's full of glory. Well, uh, since I've received the Lord Jesus as my personal Savior, God's Word declared that I became a new creature. But, uh, Sister Anaya, I began to study, and I wanted to know what it means that all things become new. And uh, when I began to think about it, I said, well, if the Lord gave me something new, I, I want to know what I got. And he said, well, uh, Brother Zachary, I gave you new ears. And you got new ears to listen to the priest's words. I said, thank you. What else do I have? He said, you got new eyes so you can look better at the creation of the world. I said, thank you, Father. I said, what else do I have? He said, you got new actions so you can witness to other people better. Do I have a witness in the house today? I said, well, that seems good. I got new ears. I got new eyes. And I got new action. Is there anything else, Father, that you gave me? He said, yes, the list keeps going. He said, I gave you new enthusiasm so you can carry out your responsibility. I said, well, that seemed pretty good. He said, but I didn't stop right there. I gave you a new attitude so you can confront your difficulties. Is there anybody in here glad when he said all things have become new? He said, I gave you new desires. Do I have a witness so you can hunger 
like a Christian. The Bible declares for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Well. It also declares that for by grace are you saved yeah, through faith and not that of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. That's right. That's right. But I like First John, verse one and nine. It says, "If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins." And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. My brothers and sisters, 